We continue worshiping the Lord now as we hear that word from the Gospel of John. The word, the reading begins in the uh, first chapter of the Gospel of John in the sixth verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, Well, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. And they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you're neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize you with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing this is the gospel of the Lord. You know, a lot of times this is a season of favorites, right? For example, my youngest daughter would think it's right and salutary that pink is the color for joy today, right? We have favorites. We have favorites around Christmas time, maybe some favorite. Christmas movies. Have you started watching Christmas movies in your home yet? Two weeks away from Christmas Eve today. In our house, we started last night. And uh, it's just beginning. Uh, one of the favorites for me during Christmas comes uh, by way of a movie called Arthur Christmas. And this film... This film is one that my kids hear about every year at least once. Or if not my kids, I've known to even share it with youth on a Wednesday night or even on a Christmas Eve sermon. This joy that comes uh, from God, I think it's a little glimpse from us from this fictional tale. Let me tell you about Arthur Christmas. You see... Uh, Santa has upped his game with technology. And he started uh, having the elves scan the kids to see if they're naughty or nice. And this poor little boy you see on the uh, uh, left of your screen there is uh, been scanned and found wanting, right? He fell onto the naughty side of the scale. I think it's 56% or so. But, you know, this kind elf who scanned him decided that, you know, he still wanted to bless this little boy, but what this little boy would get would be coal. So 
what he did instead, and if you can see it in the picture there on the right, he scanned himself instead. And in scanning himself, he showed up on the right side of good, on the naughty or nice, uh, in the green. And what he did is then he gave the boy what he had merited instead. And although this fictional story tells a tale, it points to a bigger truth. For that which John the Baptist is witnessing to, the one for whom he witnesses to, does this very thing. He scans himself. He merits what we don't. And he gives us what we don't deserve. His merit by the gift of grace. Jesus comes and gives us what he deserves. Forgiveness and grace. Every time you and I are scanned, we will come up falling short. But Jesus gives us his report card instead. And by grace, we get that gift of love. This is the Christmas good news. This is joy. And this is what John the Baptist is witnessing. This is what he's getting a witness of. The light that has come into the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. This word witness is an important one. In Greek, it's the word martyria. It's where we get the word martyr from. To witness is to be a martyr. To witness is to give sacrificially. And John was not witnessing to himself, but to the one who merited the gift and then gives the gift. This is the great joy. In fact, he told those who came to question and interrogate him from the Pharisees, the one who gives this is among you. You don't know him yet. That same truth is true for us today. He, Jesus Christ our Lord, is among us. He has come to bring this good news of joy that no longer do you have to bear the weight of your sin and guilt or shame, but Jesus does for us and gives us through grace this great gift of salvation that we get to experience now and then later be reunited with Him and those we love in Christ for eternity. That's what John the Baptist was pointing towards. And they wondered. They wondered. What is he talking about? Who are you? And John was pointing to the Christ, not himself. He was pointing to the one who merited the gift. For which, as we know from rabbinic conversations, when he says things like, I'm not worthy to unstrap his sandals, that's a significant statement. Because in rabbinic uh, law and discussion, even a servant was not required to stoop so low as to untie the sandal of one coming in. 
And in comparison to the Christ, John is saying he's even lower than that. That only Jesus is the one when scanned merits the gift, but he is also the one who gives it. So whatever weight you are carrying on your shoulders of sin or shame, come to the grace of our Lord Jesus today and receive this joy. But there's another important inference here. We're not only to receive this gift of joy, we're to witness it to those around us. Martyria. John the Baptist, we recall, would soon give up his life. And as that time approached, he asked the disciples who he wanted to be sure that he, he was giving up his life for the one who is to come. And so they asked his disciples to go ask Jesus. And Jesus said, tell him that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking. He quoted what we heard in Isaiah 61 today. This good news. And then John would be assured that he had witnessed to the truth, to this great joy that has come and that what we remember today will come again. And so this way preparing for others to receive this joy continues. As one scholar put it like this, the way preparing continues through the life of the church. You and I are called to be the church that prepares the way, that witnesses to this truth. The church gathered here, but also the church scattered when we go out these doors. For where you are, the Holy Spirit with you, Christ is present, and so is the church. And so where you show up, so does God through you to be a witness. And yes, Sometimes a martyr, a martyria, that witness will not always be easy. It may be hard. But this is the way to share the good news of the gospel that God has planned for us. To be a witness to the one true God that brings us joy. And how does God do this? As John points, we point to Jesus. Hear the testimony of this witness. Jesus came to us in creation. As we heard at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, in the beginning. Now we hear in the beginning of the Gospel of John, in the beginning. He was God and He was with God. Jesus was there at the beginning. This plan has been long in coming as we discussed last week and He is revealed to us in His work in creation. Or as Stephen Meyer in his recent book, The Return of the God Hypothesis, points out it is the most reasonable and the most explanatory reason for the creation of humanity and of the world. That God, with His intellect and His design, and His love for us created us and created the world. 
Not only did God begin this story at the very beginning, but Jesus, we remember, isn't just a fictional character like the one I used to prove a point earlier in the sermon. He exists in history. About this time of year, you'll start seeing news stories. I heard a commentator, a a pundit, just talking, well, we don't really know that Jesus lived anyway. Well, actually we do. Scholars uh, among every persuasion believe that Jesus existed, and we have so much evidence that he exists existed in history, not only from the well-sourced testimony of the New Testament that was written early with many manuscripts uh, for such an ancient document, but also in texts outside of the Scriptures, giving us pause to remember it's not just the church that knew that Jesus existed, but those around him. In the first century, this letter written sometime after 73 AD, a Syrian named Mara Barsepian wrote this letter. He said, what advantage did the Athenians gain from putting Socrates to death? Famine and plague came upon them as a judgment for their crime. What advantage did the men of Samus gain from burning Pythagoras? In a moment, their land was covered with sand. And what advantage did the Jews gain from executing their wise king. It was known in the first century that Jesus, the Jew, was the wise king who died. Even among those who didn't believe, Jesus existed in history and He does this. He becomes incarnate for us in our history so that we can Receive this Christmas joy. He takes on our sin. He is scanned for our sake. And He shows us this through signs. We read in the Gospel of John, as right here in the beginning, John witnesses this so that others would believe. John will report later in the Gospel, I've told you these signs and wonders, so there were many others, but I've written these things so that you would believe. Jesus gave witness to these signs. Even folks like Jewish historian Josephus will report about these signs and wonders being committed by Jesus as reported by his followers. Way back in the first century, these reports are coming. Nowhere near enough time for everyone to die and so that it can become legend but reported early and frequently in multiple sources that Jesus comes to forgive sin, to bring that joy and to bear that weight. And he does this by rising from the dead. This promise that we heard uh, evidence for last week in the Gospel of Mark, we hear again through the testimony of the Gospel of John, that God keeps His promises. That the witness of His disciples, who had no other reason to continue to testify, had Jesus only died. They would have had the first-hand, first-eyewitness account, like the 500 witnesses who saw Him alive, to know whether He was alive or dead. So Jesus 
rises from the dead and He overcomes death itself so that we know death will not have its final word. And as we remember that now, we also remember this third week of Advent that He will come again. If He kept His promises from creation through the prophets, through the disciples, through the early church, and now to us, we remember with hope that whatever we face as witnesses, however hard the martyria, the martyr witness may be, He will come again and complete His gift of joy. And so today, friends, I ask you first to receive this gift of joy that Jesus has brought to us. And then bear witness to it. Maybe there's a person that you're thinking of today that you know in your life that needs to know the good news of the Gospel. Pray for them. During the time of offer today, commit to the Lord to witness to them. And be a light in their life showing this great joy. It's why we're all in together on this Jesus-shaped path. It's why I'm all in. To share the good news of this joy with those who have yet to know that, like those Jews in the Gospel of John today, to know that He was among them. Let's proclaim that He is among us now and He will come again. Let's witness to this good news. Let's not keep it to ourselves. The Christmas film that my family and I watched claimed that uh, Charles Dickens changed everything about Christmas, and that's why everyone is so generous. It's all because of Dickens' Christmas Carol. Now, as fun a movie as it was, it spoke uh, not the truth when it proclaimed that at the end. We are blessed to be a blessing because of the great joy that Jesus brings. These 2,000 years, we have been proclaiming and been witnesses to it. Let us not stop now. We are saved because of His merit, not ours. No longer do we have to be shackled by the bonds of sin and death. He is risen again. Jesus came at creation. He exists in history. He does signs to show us that we can believe. He forgives sin. He rises from the dead and He will come again to bring great joy. Let us be a witness to this reality today and in the days to come. Amen.